Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 82 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking about using guides and videos to improve your client experience. As a small business owner offering one-on-one services, client experience is a huge part of how I continue to grow my business. As I've developed my design process, I've found that by using guides and video, I can better serve my clients by making things easy for them to understand and giving them a reference they can use throughout our time together and even after our project wraps up. In this episode, I'm talking about how you can use guides and videos in your own business to the benefit of both you and your clients. Let's start by addressing how tools like guides and videos help your clients. When I first started my business, I was sending everything in an email, or I was jumping on a video call to talk through clients about design revisions and other things. What I found was that took a lot of my time that I could have been using to work on my podcast or do more client work but it also took up a lot of my clients' time. They were trying to get on a call with me and take notes or look through their email to see if I had answered a question that they had. And really, we were spending so much of our time going back and forth about how things were going to work and how they could make updates to their website that was better served doing other pieces for both of us. So over time, and as I learned from other business owners, I started to create guides specifically for the more difficult parts of my process that I do for every client, but sometimes they're hard to understand and that are hard to communicate in a quick email. One of these, for example, is launching a website. There's a lot that goes into that on the back end, and Many times my clients aren't super involved in that, but they need to know things like how long their website is going to be down for, how they need to set up their email so that they can continue getting emails. And if I can send them a guide that gives them all of that information instead of trying to type it out in an email or just assuming that they're going to figure it out, then I can serve them by giving them that information ahead of time and they have it as a reference for the future. So what types of guides should we use in our businesses? This varies based on your business, but what I always recommend are a couple of different things. The first guide that you want to have is some kind of a welcome guide. In my business, this is two different pieces. So when somebody inquires about working with me, my services are pretty in depth, they take a long time, and they're a big investment. And so I have a guide to my process. This they will receive once they inquire about working with me or if they get on the email list that is talking about this. And it just goes over the basics of how I work and the results that my clients have seen. This is a PDF that automatically gets sent to them that they can look over and it really helps them to understand what it is that I do, how much their investment is going to be, how much time they're going to have to spend working with me and helps them to better make a decision about whether they want to continue pursuing working together or not. This has been really helpful specifically because in website design, as in many businesses, rates can vary a lot, as can what's included in a package. 
And so I created a guide to give people that information upfront without me having to spend a lot of time talking with them and them wasting their time talking to somebody who is way out of their price range. The second kind of welcome guide that I have is one that's sent to my clients after we officially start working together. And this one is more in depth, but it has some of the same information. And what it really is, is a guide to how we're going to work together. It answers a lot of questions that my clients have. It goes over things like, when are we going to get started? What's expected of them? Why I have so many questionnaires and need them to fill them out? as well as a timeline for our project together so they know the whole time exactly what's supposed to be going on. This is a reference they can come back to over and over again because it has all of that information in one place. For a lot of businesses, a welcome guide like this is super helpful, whether they send it to clients who are inquiring about pricing or if they send it to clients after they've booked to just give them more information about how to work with you, what's expected of them, bonus information, anything that you are trying to address with people upfront, but you want them to have access to all the time. The second thing that you should have guides for are things that you get asked about frequently that need a little bit more of an explanation than a quick email template can share. For some people, like photographers, this might be a guide to what to wear to your engagement session or how to plan out your wedding timeline. For florists, it might be some kind of a guide about the meanings of flowers and what's in season when. There are a ton of different options here. As I mentioned earlier, I have one about launching your website. I have a guide about SEO, and that one's pretty in-depth, including you know what you should be focusing on, what the best practices are. It's a ton of information in a PDF guide. Sometimes they are 15 pages long, but it gives my clients this information without me having to try to type it out or explain it to them or even send them to a blog post. And the reason that I really like guides is because they feel more personal. They're actually getting something delivered to them that they can save, print out, write on, whatever they need to do. It's not like you're sending them to a blog post that you've written for everybody in the world. This is specifically for your clients to help serve them. If you're wondering when I mentioned that some guides can be 15 pages long and some can be even longer, how we make guides that are helpful but not overwhelming, here's what I tend to do. First, I think about exactly which topics I want to make guides for and I break those up. So I am not making a guide that covers SEO, website launches, image saving, all of that at once. Instead, I'm making those separate things so that as they're working on their website or doing something with me after we've wrapped up, they can figure out exactly where that information should be without having to look through a whole packet of things. The other thing you wanna do is just make it really easy to read. Include pages with images or portfolio pieces. You can break it up into really useful sections with titles and headlines and bullet points so that it's easy to read, just like a website page should be. Then you can always make tweaks to these guides if your clients are giving feedback that something wasn't helpful or something was unclear. A lot of times these are the things that really help people. So if they're confused by them, you want to make sure that you're just making changes as you go. 
As you're considering making these, two of the programs that I really love for this are InDesign, which is an Adobe program for designing print work. If you are not into Adobe or you don't need that much power, you can always use Canva to do something like this. What you really want is something that can design something that's gonna look good, that you can use over and over again, that you can make tweaks to as you need to, and then that you can send in a PDF form to somebody. So they have a PDF sitting in their inbox that they can download to their computer, and it's not something that they're going to be able to tweak or make changes to and get confused about in the future. Part of what it takes to run a successful online business is having the right tools for the job. I'm sharing a list of all of the tools I use in my business in my toolbox. And you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox to download it now. These include tools that I use for podcasting, designing, running my business, and other things. So you can get a real inside look at everything that I use every day in order to serve my clients well and grow my business. Again, you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox. Okay, so we've talked about guides. I think we have had a lot of experience with these in the past. If you have worked with somebody, you might have gotten one in your own inbox from them, just kind of walking you through a process or what to expect for something. We're familiar with this as something in our industry. But why is video so important to the client experience? Video is important for a couple of reasons, and I have really found that it has changed the way that I work with clients. So video is great because it gets you in front of your client and makes you a real person to them. Just like getting on the phone can do, video takes that even further because they can see you face to face. You're actually talking with them, you're seeing their reaction, if they're confused or they're excited. And it's really easy to communicate things this way because it's faster than writing it all out and hoping that they understand. Especially if you're doing a live video chat, which I do for design feedback sometimes, I can see right away what it is that they're thinking about the changes that we've made. So video is a big piece of this because we live in a world that is very connected and this gives us a chance to take advantage of that and save some time while we're doing so. So if you're wondering what are some ways you can use video for your clients, I have seen it done so many different ways and all of it's effective. The first thing that I really like for people to do, if they can, is to use a video call before a client books with them. If you can't meet somebody in person, and even if you can, do a video call with them so you can see them face to face, you can take notes, you can record it, and what tends to happen is with video, people respect your time a lot more than if you're sitting with them in person. You can prevent them asking all kinds of questions they would normally pay you for by just using it as an introduction or an interview call. If you're interested in using video for something like this, I really recommend using Zoom, and you can have a scheduling software like Acuity help you get those clients on your schedule in times that are convenient for you. Another way that I have seen video used really effectively is with design or feedback or some kind of call scheduled throughout the process. So for me, I have design feedback calls where we are talking about the website design. I've sent it over to my clients already. We're jumping on the phone to kind of make notes. 
I can share my screen with them and make tweaks as we're going so we can get really immediate feedback on things and how clients feel about changes and it's a whole lot faster than emailing back and forth. If you are doing call something like that doesn't require design feedback like that, like coaching, you can use video for this as well, for coaching calls, so that you can see your clients instead of just trying to do it over the phone. First of all, video is easier for a lot of people because they're not having to hold up their phone or be on Bluetooth. At least for me, that is a big deal. And you get to see their reactions as you're going. Another way you can use video is to record tutorials. So I have pre-recorded a whole bunch of tutorials for both Squarespace and ShowIt that my clients get access to once we're done working together. I have a whole library that goes over the basics of anything they might want to do. And then if they have something complicated on their website that's different from the tutorials I've already recorded, I will record a specific one for their website showing them exactly how to do that. Video is really great for this because you can narrate as you go, but they can actually see what you're doing. So share your screen with them and they can see what you're clicking on, what you're doing, and it, that's helpful for a whole lot of people, which is why YouTube tutorial videos are so important for our world today. Another way people use video, and I haven't done this in my own business, but I've heard of other people doing it, is just to do check-ins with clients and let them know that you're thinking about them, that they're important to you. They record a quick video just going over something, a recap from a call, or just to say hi and send it over to their clients. It's a really great way to build that connection, to let them see that you're a real person and that you care about them because you took the time to actually sit down and look decent in front of a camera and record something for them. If you're doing something like this, recording tutorial videos, or you're just trying to send a quick call to somebody, I really recommend Loom, which is at useloom.com. I've linked to that in the show notes. It's a free software where you can record up to 10 minute videos, either of your face or sharing your screen or both. And I use this for all kinds of recordings now. I use it to reveal designs as I'm working on them so I can walk through what it looks like and why I made the choices that I did. I use it for my tutorial recordings. And even if I'm just jumping on to explain something really quickly, I'll record a video instead of writing it out in an email because it's a whole lot faster for me and it's easier for my clients to understand. I've also seen people use video, of course, for courses that they have courses recorded. They have different units or things that they're trying to explain that they don't want to send a guide and they use a video instead. Some people use a video to welcome people before they've had an initial call or right after they've booked. They'll send a pre-recorded video that walks people through the next steps, um, sometimes with a guide and sometimes without, just so that you can continue to build that connection. And these are all great ways to use it. So I really recommend that you think of all of the ways in your business that you could make things faster and easier for you and your clients by getting on a video instead of typing out an email or sending them over a link to something. Now, you may be wondering, you know, we've talked about a lot of automations in the past on this podcast. And when it comes to videos and guides, some of those we can automate and some we need to customize. And as I've talked about things today, you might have already figured out what these might be for you, but here's my recommendation. If you are sending something, either a guide or a video, that you have the exact same answer for everybody, 
make sure it's automated. You can write out a PDF guide or record a tutorial video if you send the same thing to everybody over and over again. If you have something that's specific to a client, that's when you're going to customize it, especially for videos. You don't want to jump on a video call with someone and have them just watch some generic recording of you. You want to give them something that is customized to their project with you. So that's a good rule of thumb. Automate the things that you're talking about with everybody and that way you can just send them, you know, here's a link to this tutorial if you're looking for it and customize the things that are more specific to them and their needs and the way that you're working together. If you're interested in the resources that I discussed, they're all going to be in the show notes. And I have a few action steps for you today. Number one, if you don't have an account on Loom, set one up. It's at useloom.com. It's a free account to record up to 10 minute videos and it has changed the way that I do business and share things with my design clients. Number two, start adding a video meeting to your onboarding process. This might be an interview call with somebody to see if you would be good at working together or it might be right after they've booked with you and you're starting to lay out the timeline. But either way, get them on video so they can see you face to face. And number three, create a welcome guide for clients who are interested in working with you. This guide is something you can send out to any clients who are interested. It makes your job a whole lot easier and it gives them the information in one place that looks beautiful and shares your work with them. If this episode was helpful, I would love it if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It helps other people to find the show and helps me to keep this going. Thank you guys so much for listening and make sure you guys stay tuned for all of the upcoming episodes where we're going to be talking more about client experience, website design, and what's coming up in my business. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.